Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Kumo Majesty 9 Solus TA91. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. Hello, everybody. It's me, Jason McIntyre, here on Straight Fire. Friday, December 18th. Struggle to go to bed last night, folks. Oh my goodness, I was on the struggle bus watching the Chargers and Rob G's Raiders. What a thrilling game. We'll get to that in a second. Just want to uh, quickly remind you guys, subscribe, rate, and review. Those reviews over the holidays, oh, they warm warm my heart. Love those. Um, and let's not forget, Danny Cannell, a really good interview coming up shortly. We'll quickly recap Chargers, Raiders, and get to Danny Cannell. And then a special best bet, folks. I went a little hog wild because uh, we're hot. I've won seven of eight. Um, the numbers are looking good. Um, getting some extra Christmas spending money. I made three college football bets. I know we haven't done those in forever. And then a slew of NFL plays, teasers, totals, uh, the whole, everything. You're going to love it. But first, we've got to start <laughs> with the mess, the utter disaster that was Anthony Lynn and the Chargers trying to put away Marcus Mariota. And the Raiders, Mariota came in for relief for Derek Carr, who looked like he just pulled his groin, scrambling to get in the end zone in the first quarter, first drive. And it's weird, but I don't know about I'll, – I'll, I'll let you chime in in a sec, Rob G. 
I thought Marcus Mariota looked tremendous in this game. And we hadn't seen him in action in, what, like a year? He got benched somewhere middle of the way last year in Tennessee. Tannehill lit it up, and then he comes out, and, I mean, I was stunned. Mariota really looked sharp. Um, the interception late in the fourth quarter hurt, obviously. Uh, it was a little behind Aguilar. He got a hand on it, but that was really the only bad play I thought I saw from Mariota in three-plus quarters. Uh, I didn't love the play calls at the goal line. Now, I don't know if that's on Mariota, the OC. Um, you don't look at Darren Waller once. Like, thank you for that. Um, I, I was just stunned. You're throwing it to a fullback on third and goal in overtime? Like, very, very puzzling. Um, but overall, Marcus Mariota was tremendous. Like, 17-28, 226. He ran nine times for 88 yards. A lot of RPO stuff. Uh, obviously, the Chargers had not practiced for him. So, I mean, I mean, Mariota was running one-on-one in the open field with guys. And he was he was clown-suiting them. Uh, so, really good performance in relief. He didn't get the window because Justin Herbert was tremendous, despite the best efforts from Anthony Lynn and the money badger to cost the Chargers the game. It cost me a lot of money. I would have been so ticked um, if the Chargers had blown this. And listen, I don't want to act like I'm a degenerate gambler, but I felt confident about this one. I had the Chargers plus three and a half and plus three and multiple times there at the end of the game. The Chargers were ready to blow it. Folks, I, I kid you not, one of the craziest stats I've seen, Justin Herbert attempted one pass in the fourth quarter. That's it. That's it. One pass in the fourth quarter. What are you doing? Un- just unbelievable stuff. Now, I know the Raiders had a very long drive. I think the longest touchdown drive of the season. It was over 10 minutes. Uh, but still, the Chargers were in good shape. You're inside five minutes. And that's when I start to sweat because I know Anthony Lynn finds a way to blow these damn games. The Chargers, thanks to bad play calling, settle for a field goal, and the Money Badger shanks it left. So at that point, I start flipping out. Car, uh, sorry, not Car. Mariota moves it down the field into field goal range, and then the interception comes. The Chargers run it back. You're like, all right, Chargers have this! And the Money Badger misses again. And at that point, it's like, bro, just get off the sideline. We're not kicking regardless of circumstance. There's no trust in you. And then the, the Raiders go down and botch it, trying to kick a 65-yarder for the win that would have helped Rob G's fantasy team. The snap is muffled, so uh, they don't even get the kickoff. Goes to overtime. Raiders win the coin toss, march all the way down the field, fail. And, you know, luckily Justin Herbert was able to uh, lead them down the field and get the touchdown. Um Herbert's phenomenal, guys. I- I'm sorry. I-, I dug up some old, an old Twitter discussion I had with Dan Orlovsky. We're friendly. Uh, you know, I saw him at the Super Bowl. We talked. He- he's a nice guy. Um, but he was adamant that Justin Herbert should not have gone to Miami and it should have been Tua. And all along, I was on Team Herbert. I, I think this kid is something special. He just looks the part. Like, does anyone throw a better deep ball at his age in the NFL? I mean, it's just everything looks so flawless. Um, I'm a big Justin Herbert guy. And what's even more impressive, so Keenan Allen was dinged up, had one catch for 17 yards. Mike Williams was hurt, two catches, 22 yards. So Herbert, a rookie, is throwing to Guyton, somebody named Johnson, who I don't know, and a guy and a kid named Hill. Like, I, I'm just marveling at this performance um, by Justin Herbert. Quick word on Joey Bosa, who is an absolute animal. Living in the backfield, I swear, he must have had three tackles 
uh, of Josh Jacobs in the backfield. He was just always back there. He didn't get a sack, but he was playing his butt off, and then he left injured, um, which hurt. But um, we, I got to turn it over to Rob G., resident Raiders fan, who I, I know is not happy with the result. Raiders 7-7, seven and seven, almost certainly out of the playoff mix here, Rob G. Down the stretch, they will have a chance against Miami. Obviously, that is 100% must win. They get that at home, and that's the day after Christmas. And they close out with the Broncos, uh, a team they battered badly earlier this season. Um, Raiders have to win out, and they'll need some help. But how are you feeling at this point, Rob G? Well, needless to say, I'm upset. Not only did they lose the game, but I'm going against someone in fantasy who had Justin Herbert. So uh, not only did they lose, but they lose on a Justin Herbert quarterback sneak which counts as six points instead of four, so that could be uh, tough there here in this this round. But it, it was it was such a rough game to watch. I mean, even as a Raider fan, it was like I, we were texting back and forth. It was just a shit show on both sides. I mean, you you brought it up. The uh, both teams didn't really want to win the game. Even the final play where Justin Herbert scores, it looked like he was like a foot short, and then on the way down <laughs> in the pile is when he extends and scores. So it was just all it was bad all around. Um, Marcus Mariota looked good for a backup quarterback. We'll see how he looks next week in the All Hawaiian Bowl against Tua. Looking forward Ooh, to that. A spicy. I I forgot about. Well, I mean that's assuming Carr doesn't start. Well, I think right? Carr popped his groin, so I don't. I'm, I'm almost positive yeah. he's not going to okay. be playing. Let Let me ask you this. I just dug up the number. It looks like the Raiders have a five percent chance to make the playoffs. That's it. So you're telling me there's a chance? <laughs> no, I mean it would even if they would have won last night, they it would have been tough because I think Baltimore, their schedule the way it shapes out, you know, um, Cleveland, even though they have the head to head, the way their schedule shapes out, you know, it's it would have been tough sledding either way. But um, at least now I can start uh, scouting some draft picks. I, I'm curious what you think about the Mariota cars situation because, again. I saw Mariota. My first thought was, holy hell, Bill Belichick is just going to scoop him up. And that's going to be a marriage made in heaven. And Belichick's going to get right back into the playoffs. Because Mariota looked really good. Now, I know the Chargers had not planned for him. um, And it'll be a tall order next week if he does start against Miami, which has two awesome cornerbacks. Uh, Xavier Howard's one of the best in the league. Byron Jones is good. He's not great. Um... But that'll be a tall order. But Mariota could have made him some money tonight. Well, no, you said it right there. They didn't have a chance to game plan for him. And now that he's playing, and you, I, I'm 99.9% sure that he is going to start next week. So they're going to know exactly what he can do, what he can't do. The one thing that will help the Raiders against the Dolphins is they don't have good receivers anyways. So, you know, the fact that the Dolphins have great corners is is kind of moot because you're not throwing to the receivers anyways. And real quick, I know we got to get to the interview. I just want to say... Gavin, who runs our social media account, was in a group chat with you and I during the game. He's a big Chargers yeah, yeah. fan. Yeah, yeah, produces my uh, Saturday and, show. you know, in the middle of the game, he was saying, he's going off on this long rant, like, oh, they don't even want to win this game, my Chargers. They're actively trying to lose. You can tell by the play calling. And then I'm in another group chat with him in, in a fantasy football league group chat. And then after they won, he says, oh, never in doubt. I knew all along my Chargers were going to win. So, Gavin, screw you, man. Look at that. Getting personal vendettas out on a pod, uh, podcast. Listen, Gavin is a long-suffering Chargers fan. And I know he's bet on them a lot. I have as well. Listen, 2018, the Chargers were great. And they made money. Rivers, uh, that run to the AFC uh, second round of the playoffs. They took down Lamar Jackson in the first round. Um 
And, and, and the last two years, Anthony Lynn, I mean, he, there's just zero chance they retain the guy. There's no shot. He's so bad, Rob. And I don't mean, listen, it gets tough as the podcast grows and our numbers have been really up. So uh, thank you guys for the support. But as the, as the audience grows, I, I grapple with this sometimes. And we can dig into it next week. It's like, it's easy when the podcast is small and you know, we've got a small amount of listeners at the beginning. And you want to go in on somebody hard, okay? But as the podcast grows and the audience gets larger and you get more influential people listening, you do feel a little bit bad. I, I don't want to sh- take a shit on Anthony Lynn, but he is a terrible football coach. Guys, if you watch that game, I, I, what is he thinking? He Everything he did in the first half worked wonders. Third quarter comes out and instantly is like, what am I doing? Oh, let me punt from Raiders territory. And it's like, what, what are you doing? A halfback dive? On, I think it was third and one, and you lose four yards, and then you punt. And then what does Mar- uh, Mariota do? Come right down the field and score. And it's just like, Anthony, Lin- I, uh, it was okay. like he I, knew I, I, they I were going to adjust to him. So he was like, let me adjust first so I can adjust to their adjustment and see how that works out. And another thing, just to, <laughs> just like- to pull back the curtain, America, this was the first time I was in a chat with Jason where he was active, like talking about a game he had bet on. And seeing the wild boot swings via text is funny. I wish that America could see your group chat, how on tilt you were during that game last night. I can only imagine when you're on an NFL Sunday with multiple games going, how bad you must be. Well, listen, Rob, and again, this is something we also need to do more. And Jerry Jerry O'Connell talked about it a little bit earlier this week when he was on how he gets angry about his kids during fantasy. And, like, my kids were hanging around me during that game uh, Thursday night. And again, I'm not one of these weirdos who's like totally freaking out, but I'm kind of freaking out a little bit. And, and I'm just like, all right, guys, guys, go to bed. Get, you gotta have to get away from me. Cause I can't take Anthony Lynn screwing up every freaking play. And, and, and you guys just like asking me a million questions. Like I, I it's, it's tough. So I, I got to work on that. That'll be a project for me for 2021. And let's get to a great interview with CBS Sports's Danny Cannell. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Kumo Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Kumo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! 
And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay. So you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah. Like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. You know, hey, <laughs> hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, like, like John Cena got him. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So, what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy knows another guy all right let's welcome into straight fire a guy i've known geez probably for a good 10 years saw him down at the super bowl uh at the gifting suites we were acting like we were ballers he's actually a baller i mean goodness gracious this guy cover of sports illustrated i believe uh nfl quarterback with the giants danny cannell what's up danny how you how you doing I'm awesome. I think that's the first time I've been introduced as a Sports Illustrated cover boy. Technically, yes, I was on not one, but two Sports Illustrated covers. One was when Scott Bentley, who was the high school All-American kicker of the year, was coming to Florida State. And he, before he had kicked one ball, there was so much hype around wide left, one and two wide right that they actually wanted to promote him and they were going to give him the cover without kicking. So I was like, he was my roommate. So I said, Hey, you're going to kick. I'm like, who's holding for you? He's like, I don't know. So I was like, I am So that I'm holding on the cover. And then the other one was in 93, we won the national championship. And there's like, there's a swath of Florida state players celebrating and you can see my arm in there. So I'm counting oh, that one. Gee, I love that. yeah. So FSU. So Dan, now I've known Danny for a long time. He's very, actually a lot of the athletes. Listen, Danny, I keep trying to keep it real here. 
there's a lot of them with egos, understandably so. You know, millionaires, women be throwing themselves at you for years, <laughs> thousands of fans screaming for you in every stadium. Danny's a pretty down-to-earth dude. Um, and uh, Danny, since we mentioned FSU and, and Sports Illustrated, let's go back. Um, it was recently National Signing Day. I didn't pay close attention to it, but I'm curious. You're, you were dominant in high school basketball, I believe baseball and football. What was the recruiting process like to get you to FSU? Were there other serious contenders? Oh, yeah. It was, um, it was nuts. So I was – I don't like to brag, uh, but I, you, you kind of opened up the door. Have to. Uh, so I was the number one rated pocket passer uh, coming out of high school. And Tommy Frazier, who ended up playing at Nebraska, had an incredible career there, won a couple of national championships. He was the number one running quarterback, mm. dual threat quarterback. Uh, so coming out. So I had offers pretty much from anywhere I wanted to go. I mean, there were, you know, 90 plus uh, offers. The Ivies came after me because I was a pretty good student. Do you remember uh, when your first offer was? Um, I remember like the grade? first, no, no. Cause I didn't start playing football until my junior year of high school. I didn't oh. start. I was a basketball and baseball player. I love those two sports. I didn't even really want to play football. Uh, but, the, uh, the quarterback had graduated. My baseball buddies also played football. They knew I had a good arm and, uh, they basically peer pressured me into playing. So I was like, all right, I'll go out and, uh, <laughs> change the course of my life. You know, it's been crazy. Oh um, so that's how I got started. But my first year we won the state championship and that kind of, that put me on the map, but I still had no idea that I was going to be a football player. I came in. So we played my, my junior year fall was the first time I'd ever played football. We went we won the high school champion state championship. And then the spring, we have spring practice and it's, you know, it's after baseball. So it's May and we're doing our spring practice and there's coaches out watching our practice. You know, you see Steve Spurrier's out there, Bobby Bowden's out there, George Perlis was out there, Gary Moeller, like all these head coaches and a ton of assistant coaches. And so it's going, and I like, you know, players are talking like, Ooh, there's so-and-so I'm like, Oh, that's cool. And so about a week or two into it, my coach called me in, the head coach called me in and he said, Danny said, you realize why all these coaches were here? I was like, yeah, they're here looking for recruits, you know, trying to see who's good and tryouts. And he's like, uh, no, he's like, they're all here for you. And I was like, oh, I was like, really? He said, yeah, these, they, they've never come to our practices before. I went to a tiny single A high school where, you know, the, I was the biggest guy on the team. And so he explained this to me. And that's when it kind of hit me was, oh, this is kind of a big deal. I had no clue. I was, I was still intent on playing baseball and basketball in college. I didn't, I didn't want to play football in college. And then because of the opportunities that were afforded to me, I just, I was like, man, I have to jump on these opportunities. So were you a big guy at this time? I know you pocket. Yeah. I mean, I was pretty, no, I was six, three, I'm six, four now, but I was six, three as a freshman in uh, high school. So I was pretty tall and pretty developed. And so even as a junior in high school, I could still throw it, you know, 65, 70 yards, I was throwing in the low 90s as a baseball pitcher uh, and was drafted out of high school as well. And then one of the reasons I went to Florida State, you know, kind of going back to, well, how'd you end up at Florida State? I took visits to Florida, to Michigan, to Washington, who was a national championship uh, mm. team that year in 1991, 91. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I took a visit out there, but I wanted to play two sports. And Florida State uh, gave me the best opportunity to do that. And so that was kind of, and I love coach Bowden. Mark Richt was my kind of quarterback coach recruiter. So I love them, but really the ability to play two sports was one of the reasons I went there. Yeah. 
So um, you were one of these guys who, like, as a freshman, was starting varsity basketball and dating, like, a senior cheerleader. <laughs> and you were, like, getting intro, all the keg parties, right? I mean, big is man it, on campus, right? Is it that easy to see? Like, I, it kind of was, like, it, I, I, you you set it up. I don't have to say anything. But you, so basically, you, yeah. You, you get a lot so, of things right. You did get a lot of things yes, right. Yes, yes. All right. So <laughs> let me ask you, were your parents athletes? Is that where you got it? The, the genetics or did you My just- dad. My dad was a really good athlete. So my dad's 6'8". So I actually got the short end of the stick. I'm only 6'4". Uh, my mom is 5'6". She was a cheerleader for my dad who played football, basketball, <laughs> and baseball in high school. And so, like, they had the high school sweetheart relationship, still married, you know, 50-plus years later. Um, but my dad was a really good athlete. He was a basketball player uh, and got offers to a lot of uh, big-time programs. But he so then he broke his leg playing football his senior year. He broke his femur. Ooh, and oh. at, at the time, you know, we're talking in the you know, late 50s, early 60s. That's kind of a devastating blow to your basketball career. So he wasn't able to play basketball anymore. But when he ended up, he went to Pitt because he was from Pittsburgh. And he went to uh, Pitt on a scholarship for track because he threw the shot and discus, which didn't require as much pounding. So he, for a while, held the shot put record at, at the University of Pittsburgh, which was kind of cool. Oh. Um, so, yeah. So I definitely I was gifted. Like, I do think probably 80 80% of getting there, being in NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, whatever it is, I think 80% of it is natural, God-given ability that you're that you're you know blessed with to an extent. Now, there are certain guys that have worked themselves that probably have 50% less talent, but 110% more work ethic. Yeah. They can kind of overcome that. Don't listen, don't sell your work ethic short. Okay. I, again, I've worked with a lot <laughs> of athletes. Danny, I mean, and they show up like, hey. What are we talking about? No notes, no computer, nothing, no pen. They don't give, they don't care. They just <laughs> right. show up and they're like, oh, I'll just tell my stories. But you, you know, that's why I liked you. And I think we clicked. You always do your homework and know your shit. So let me ask you, you go to FSU mm-hmm. and at this point you're like, oh, this is cool. Free ride. You know, I get a scholarship. But did you still think like NFL future? That could be, that could be next for me. Did you think that? No, I still didn't. And even as a freshman, Again, I, you don't understand how small single A football was. When I say I was the the biggest player on the team, like I was bigger than every offensive lineman. I was, you know, I like total. Like we had some short, pudgy, like five nine guy who was two oh five, but I was six three, two oh five. So like technically, I was bigger. He was an offensive lineman body, but like I and the the competition wasn't great. Now we had a fun system and we threw it. But when I went to Florida State and I walked in and Marvin Chaytree Jones was on the other side, Derek Brooks was on the defense, Sterling Palmer, Dan Footman, Carl Simpson, like all these guys played multiple years in the NFL. And I was this, you know, freshman coming in here like wide eyed because I also went to a private, you know, very strict Christian school. Um, and there I'm in Florida state and I'm looking at these guys who are grown men. I mean, 22, 23 year olds. And I'm still like kind of scrawny. I hadn't like lifted very many weights. And I was like, I was worried about surviving much less becoming the starter or getting to the NFL. And at the time I was still more fired up about playing baseball at Florida state. I was like, Oh man, well, I'll get through this and then I'll be able to play baseball in the spring. And, um, so that was, that was crazy. Like I, and then then when I was, I started playing and it always kind of just came easier to me, uh, just football and the success. I didn't work super hard at the time. I studied so I knew my plays, but I didn't take it to the next level. And a lot of it was because it just kept coming easy. I was having all the success and I was putting good positions and there was an incredible amount of talent around me on my side of the ball too. So I was smart enough to 
and I could throw it straight enough that I knew where to go with the football. And I had so many talented weapons around me. I just right. threw it to those guys and they did all the work. Um, I guess one of the things I've been pushing, and I don't know if other people have pushed this as well, but we had Scott McLuhan, the former GM, on the podcast this week. And he was a big baseball guy too. And I said, listen, right now in the NFL, Pat Mahomes, Kyler Murray, uh, big-time baseball player recruits. Uh, Russell Wilson. R- Russell Wilson was the other big one. It's like there is some similarity, right, between throwing a baseball and throwing a football. Uh, do you think the baseball helped set you up for it? I think all the sports that I played helped. Except basketball. I think, yeah, because I love playing bas- basketball. Might have been the sport I love to practice. You know this as a as a hooper. Like it's just the most fun to practice basketball because it's like playing a game. Yeah. yeah, we still had drills. We had to do all those things. But I love playing basketball. And I think the agility, like pocket movement. Uh, you know, just court awareness, kind of being on the field, you know, as you're a good passer in basketball, like seeing the whole court, anticipating moves, like all those things that I learned in basketball from a very young age, I think carried over to football. And I think from baseball, you mentioned it, arm angles, look at Patrick Mahomes, like he was a middle infielder, which most guys that are good in high school play shortstop, right? So you're as turning two, like you're under, you know, moving the ball side three quarter, you're dropping down, you're having to throw as you run to first base and pick up a slow roller. So all those things, I think just kind of help your transition and they kind of complement each other. And the same thing in football, like I, things that I learned in the football field, movements that I was making helped me on the basketball and baseball court. So I think there's absolutely a correlation in you know, how many different sports you played. And I would say this, because I get this asked all the time from parents of young athletes is when should we specialize, you know, or they don't even ask me, I'll be like, how old's your kid? And they're like 11. And they'll say, I'm like, what does he want to be? He wants to be a quarterback. we got him in quarterback <laughs> camp, seven on seven. I'm like, well, what other sports is he yeah. doing? None. And I'm like, why not? You know, you absolutely should be having him play everything. And who knows? You know, you might want to be a quarterback, but he might want to be a third baseman. You know, yeah. let the let the kid decide that and let him enjoy it and have fun. I totally forgot that you and I played hoops at the Super Bowl, right? In Houston, yeah. Ryan, yeah. your boy Ryan Rosillo. Yeah. Rusillo, yeah. Uh, that, was, that was fun. Rosillo could was hoop. I mean, I, I think you yeah. had to bang with him in the post because he's, <laughs> he's right. kind of jacked. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I know Canel can hoop. But um, so you get to the NFL and, uh, you know, as a guy who went to, uh, were you drafted by the Giants? Uh, yeah, drafted yeah. by the Giants in the fourth so, round. Uh, you know, I'm a Jets guy, and I'm seeing these dumb stories. Oh, maybe Trevor Lawrence won't want to go to New York. I mean, Danny, you're a guy, a, you know, small school kid. You go to FSU. You get drafted by the New York Giants. Come on. How excited. Everybody's got to be excited to go to New York. Well, the Giants, I mean, look at what Eli did to get his way to the Giants because of the respect yeah. of the history of the organization. I do. I'm with you on Trevor Lawrence. I think Trevor Lawrence would be more than thrilled at the opportunity to go to New York for the Jets even. And I know they've had a track record of, as of late. They're kind of like the Cleveland Browns that where you become this kind of – it becomes what you believe becomes true and everybody thinks the Jets stuck and their organization is a joke. And some of these might be true. That's, so that's true you know, right now. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. But, I mean, if you're Trevor Lawrence, you're most likely going to get a new coach you know, maybe you get a new general manager. And if you could tie all those things together and he does, I'm not saying he gets to choose his coach, but if you get a fresh start and you kind of take ownership of that, you believe in yourself. Like I think Trevor Lawrence does, or Joe Burrow did last year or any other quarterback, Mm. man, haven't played. And I played in New York. I played in Atlanta for the Falcons right before Vic got there, right after the year they went to the Super Bowl. So it was a good time to be in Atlanta. 
Uh, it's a horrible sports town. It doesn't even come close to New Yorkers. Now, Denver, I played in Denver two years. So I know I've seen three different franchises, totally different vibes in all of them. Atlanta was by far the least interested, you know, oh, there's a football game. Maybe we'll go, maybe not. <laughs> you know, uh, Denver was awesome. Rabid fan base, great. Uh, no one to cheer, like all those things. Great, great support. Uh, and then there's New York, who that you have to get on a waiting list uh, for the giant season tickets to get them passed down through your family. And they're yeah, going to yeah. be out there. And if you are, you know, oh, and 14, they're going to be there the last two games and tell you how bad you are, you know, but they're also going to be through you, be yeah. by you in thick and thin. If you guys are winning, uh, they'll be there for you. And they'll be like, I still get Giants fans that remember me from playing and be like, oh, yeah, I remember 98. You guys made the playoffs. That was so cool. And that was, <laughs> I'll never forget this pass. And it was, it's awesome. Like they're, they're a great uh, fan base for yeah, sure. Do you, who has more playoff victories, you or Carson Wentz? Uh, we probably have the same. I <laughs> made it to the playoffs. I made it to the playoffs, but we were 0-1 in my playoff yeah. debut. We uh, we were up 19-3, to blew the lead, and uh, we were playing against the Minnesota Vikings, and uh, they had a late onside kick that they recovered and kicked a field goal to win, or else we were on to Green Bay, and I remember in the second half thinking, man, it's going to be cold in Green Bay. We have to go play <laughs> I swear, I thought we were. I thought we were going to win. I was like, we're going to Green Bay. We're going to play against yeah. Brett Favre. How cool is this going to be, Lambo? And then uh, an hour later, I'm in the locker room. You know, where? What do we do next? Yeah, what the hell's next? <laughs> uh, so let me ask. New York can be difficult, right? And you're a guy coming oh, yeah. out of small school. I'm assuming small town, um, probably wide-eyed. Although FSU's, you know, you, you guys are the big men on campus there. You know, I try to get into the head of Trevor Lawrence. To me, he seems super grounded. I've never interviewed him. Just everything I've read, the you know, interviews I've watched. A very religious guy such as yourself. And, you know, I'm not as religious, I don't think, as him. But uh, I think he's going to do fine. There is a narrative out there that, oh, he's not a big city guy. He's going to hate it. What do, you, what do you believe about that? Um, I think... If you embrace New York, it'll embrace you. And I think Trevor Lawrence will embrace New York. And I'm not saying you got to be Broadway Joe. I'm just saying if, you, if you're a worker and you work hard, which Trevor Lawrence will, I think that's something that New Yorkers like. They feel like, hey, we're tough. You know, we're aggressive. We're going to tell you what we think. We don't matter. Or, you know, we don't care what you think. Um, you know, you don't have to take on that mentality. But if you're honest with them and you say you're going to work, that they'll support you. It could be a great fan base, but I don't, I, I don't, I think Trevor is made for the big moments. Therefore, I think he'd be made for the big city and the big pressure of the New York media market, which is, I see, I think it's not as big a deal now. Yeah. No matter where you play, uh, because everybody has national coverage. Yeah. Everybody's going to have you or Colin Cowherd or, you know, pick your radio host is going to be skewering Carson Wentz, whether he plays in Philly or whether he played in Denver or whether yeah. he played in LA or, you know, it, no matter what market you play in, people are going to talk about you and it's going to be a national pressure cooker. Um, but even, you know, 20 years ago when there wasn't as much constant sports coverage mm. i think it was there was more like the the birthplace of talk radio was new york city you know those those guys were crushing you and so it added a little bit to it and there's there were many more local papers where everything now that's not really localized i mean local newspaper industry is struggling like they're, they're struggling to stay open meanwhile you know there's so many sites that cover teams that yeah you know it's not that big a deal that you have 
you know, five people that cover your sport full time, you know, now everybody has 50 people that cover them full time and do and podcasts and everything. Obviously, else. social media, it, it, you know, you've got fans in your pocket every time you open Instagram or whatever. Uh, it is wild out there. So let me ask you this. I, and I know you alluded to it that you can't let Trevor pick the coach. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how to phrase this because we're watching James Harden in the NBA. They've given him whatever he wanted. Oh, you want this mm-hmm. coach gone? You want this coach in? You want this star in, out? You know, you tell us, James. And now James turns on him. NFL's different, though. I don't think you ask him, Danny, who do you want? But I think you have to have an idea of what you're dealing with. Now, I think Lawrence can succeed in any offense. And just like Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, hey, man, let's play to his skill set. Greg Roman, the offensive coordinator, doing a great job. And it's like, all right, we're going to cater to his skill set. What are your thoughts on Jets' head coaching search? So I absolutely think, and they'll know, I mean, they're, they're going to get uh, the number one pick. So they're going to take Trevor Lawrence. So they'll have an idea. All right, we know his skill set. And I think in those interview processes, you know, you'll have the combine. That's going to be interesting. I mean, I would assume in a couple if months happens, they'd be able to yeah. meet in purpose. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, they can still do it Zoom and you get multiple hours with the team. Yeah. And during that multiple hour, like you stay overnight, come back to the facility, all that time spent with your management if you haven't hired a coach. But even like in that, even in the coaching process, you should be thinking, all right, and I don't think you necessarily have to say the head coach is going to be the offensive play caller, but you want to have a head coach who knows that he needs an offensive play a play caller and a system that can work with Trevor Lawrence. And it has to be a priority. If you want to go ahead and say, Hey, well then it has to be the head coach. Then that, that you have to do that. Um, do you but, make a run at Dabo Danny? I don't know. I, th- I remember you said that it was a package deal that should happen. I was so, trying to push that. I thought Jacksonville I had the better angle. That would so, have made more regional sense. Now Dabo though, I asked, do you think he fits in New York? Uh, no, I, no, yeah. clearly not. Like right. he's just a good old boy. But again, if he won, you could do it. You could be whatever you could, you know, you could be from wherever in New Yorkers, where you could be yeah. from Boston and they would embrace you, you know, like right. it, it doesn't matter if you win, but they could be like, I could, I could picture now a New York post back, um, you know, back page that says dabba do ya. And they like to have him with like a piece of wheat. Like he looks like a country, like hick, you know, like I could totally see them mocking him until right. you win. And then it's like, Hey, we love this country boy. Um, but what was the question about? Uh, so, was it, mean, oh, Dabo let, Tra- so here's yeah. why, here's why I worry about Dabo. So Dabo now doesn't call the plays. Like he's not the offensive mind. He's the figurehead. Right. So even for both sides of the ball, it would be all right. Who are you gonna Who are you gonna have coached offense and defense? And he would add. He would have access to a lot of coaches that he could interview, that he could bring with him, uh, that could be great in the NFL. But I just don't. I don't think Dabo. His motivational tactics are very collegial, which I'm fine. With. I think it works great. Whereas Nick Saban is. He's very professional. You know, like he's this. You don't, we're going to win. That's what motivates you. We're going to win. And Dabo's more, hey, we're family. We're all in this together, which college guys buy into. And it can be a great thing. But I don't know if that tactic works in the NFL. Guys just say, hey, what what, what am I getting paid? Oh, it's my contract year. Like now I'm going to step it up. Like that's more of what the NFL is about. And I don't don't know if Dabo fits that. I would agree. Uh, Let's do a couple minutes on the college football championship weekend. Um, I got to be honest, Andy, this has been a brutal college football season for me. I, just speaking personally, I haven't watched as much as I normally do. I'm not that geek for this weekend. I, I'm excited for Clemson-Notre Dame, Yep. but that could that could easily be a, a 21-point game, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It, it has been. Um, 
I think the the Big Ten being so bad and having missed so many games has really hurt the college football season. Uh, Ohio State's been great. They were tested once, but it wasn't by Michigan, who they didn't even get to play. It wasn't by Penn State, who people would have tuned in. It was by Indiana. And the way the game unfolded, you know, Penn State jumped out 35-7, to and everybody probably stopped watching. And you're like, oh, they're going to win. And then Indiana kind of made it close at the end, but it never yeah. was. There haven't been that many great games to watch. The, the first Clemson-Notre Dame game might have been the best game of the entire year. Uh, you know, an overtime game. I would and agree. Hopefully yeah. we get a repeat of that. But, you know, Alabama-Georgia early on was pretty good. Uh, Georgia-Florida was pretty good. But I'm with you. Like, the yeah. overall – and it's been incredibly tough to track the games because yeah. we've had so many games canceled and then they're postponed and they're made up at a different time. And it is hard. Like usually, you know, the third Saturday in October, you're going to get Tennessee, Alabama. And, you know, it's just, there's always a date there. Thanksgiving weekend is always rivalry weekend, but we lost a lot of those rivalries this year. So it was really hard to, to keep track of. So is there a selling point on to the casual fan? Hey, SEC championship, you know, every <laughs> SEC championship every year, like the pageantry around it, the even the bands playing, like that makes the game, even if Alabama always dominates or whatever, but I, like I'm assuming no fans at the stadium at the Georgia. Dome? Oh no, they'll have, I think they're having 22,000, I think. Wow. Indoors? Yeah. The, uh, yeah, yeah, and the Mercedes. You're 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 on the West Coast. So you're you're used to a little different tone. Yeah, of we can't do anything. I mean, no exactly. no fans in the stadium. I just got back from dinner with my parents, like eating inside. So I don't I don't know. I can't relate to that. Yeah, um, DeSantis, huh? You guys are allowed but, to eat it. But I, I haven't would, eaten I, inside a restaurant, Danny, in over nine months. All oh outside. Oh my goodness. Maybe. See, I'm a foodie too. I but yeah. I, I was just at the Dolphins game. I went and saw Tua play uh, Patrick Mahomes. But that's they outdoors. Seventeen thousand. Yeah, they have a they have a hole in it. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Uh, Mercedes Dome. They can open it up. They'll uh, open it okay. up. Yeah. All right. Hello. So, like, sell the casual fan on, hey, you got to watch Florida. They got a chance against Mac Jones. And they, yep. Right. So, here's why you sell that game is easy to sell because you have three guys who could win the Heisman Trophy uh, that are playing in that game. And you have a slew of guys who will be watching play next Sunday. Uh, you know, you might find some steals at quarterbacks. Kyle Pitts is a tight end for Florida. He is the next Travis Kelsey uh, type of dominant tight end. He's a phenomenal uh, athlete. You just tune in to watch him. If you, you know, regardless who you're rooting for, he's incredible. Kyle Trask is a, I would say, second or third round pick. Where if your team maybe is looking for the future, that's Florida's quarterback. He might be somebody that could be a project that could be maybe a, a diamond in the rough. And then on their side of the ball, Mac Jones, another quarterback who we might be in a market for, could go late first round. But Devontae Smith, the wide receiver for Alabama, is the most dominant player in college football. And I think he might end up winning the Heisman Trophy. Stealing uh, which, it from, from Mac Jones? I do, Joe, really? from his own quarterback, yeah. Wow. Because he's had – I think people are finally starting to notice that – you know, if you're a quarterback in that system and you have the best offensive line in the country, you've got the, you know, uh, Doak uh, Walker Award winner at running back, best running back in the country playing behind you. Uh, you've got mm -hmm. a Blitnikoff Award winner you're throwing to. Like, it's, it's, it's hard to play quarterback, but that makes it a heck of a lot easier. And I think, you know, we're seeing that with Tua. It was such an anomaly. Like, oh, my gosh, this is unbelievable. It must be Tua. But I think it's more about the system and the trust and allowing the quarterbacks to throw the ball down the field that people are like, oh, this is Alabama, what it looks like with a 2020 offense. Like, this is scary. Um, why, why don't we have an 18 playoff this year? Given all the crap, NBA goes to a bubble. 
Mm. Uh, baseball goes to a bubble. They shorten the season, you know, when teams couldn't get in all their games. Yep. Everybody's adjusting. Why can't college football just go to eight this year, make an exception, get an outsider in there, a coastal Carolina, Cincinnati, yeah. whoever. Absolutely. And when you've got the discrepancy in the number of games, yes. I mean, that could have solved that whole dumb debate, which is stupid because I don't think Ohio State, I think it's an unbelievable uh, competitive advantage for them to only play five games and everybody else has already played 10. Yeah. That's a separate one. So, but you could have like eased that. You said, all right, Ohio State, we're going to let you in, but you got to go through another opponent first. So that would have made a heck of a lot more sense. I totally agree with you. My hunch is the calendar wouldn't allow it. Um, and because of the power of ESPN, ESPN runs the college football playoff, their dates that they own are January 1st and January 10th. January 1st, New Year's Day is a college football holiday. It is revered and people know, you talk about appointment viewing, what's going to happen? Well, New Year's Day, you know you're going to get uh, you know um, the Rose Bowl and you're going to get the playoffs and they're the same this year. And so I don't think, they, I think they would have liked to, but they're looking at it and they're saying, all right, the last day of the season is, December 19th, the, you know, then the week later is the 27th. Well, January 1st, we want to have where, where are we going to put the extra game? And they said, you know what? We don't want to push everything back. We want to try to keep those dates. Uh, and it's the Monday night, January 10th, which is right. You know, it's perfect. Cause it's like the absence of Monday night football. It fills that void. Yeah. So ultimately I do think it could have been perfect. It, college football fans would have loved it. It would kind of brought some momentum maybe into next year. Um, but they decided against it. I, that's my hunch as to why they didn't do it. Uh, I My only bet that I really like in college this weekend, uh, I'm looking at Northwestern first half against Ohio State. Um, Are you going to take Northwestern? Well, just in the first half. I don't think they can win the game outright. Um, I, right. I, you know, we we know Ohio State's good, but are they great, Danny? I, I don't know that we know they're great. They just, like you said, they played like a handful of games. So know. we know we know they're good. We know they could be great. I think Northwestern is not very good. I they mm. they have beat this is more about Northwestern. I don't think their defense is, I think, fourth in the country in yeah. points allowed. Uh meanwhile, uh Ohio State's number one in the country, points scored. Yeah. But I just I think Northwestern, the offenses they've shut down and the athletes they've shut down aren't going to be anything compared to what they see. Justin Fields is a baller, man. He's yeah. he's a lot of fun to watch, and he's going to be it's going to be it's going to be Trevor and Justin one two. But I think people are going to be surprised at how little that gap is. The way we've raved about Trevor for so long, I think that gap is pretty tight. All right, let's go to the NFL real quick. Week fifteen, um, Miami Dolphins. You said you went to the game. I'm curious, how yeah. was that experience, by the way? Uh, it was fun. I took my youngest daughter. She's eight, and they do have it dialed into a science like if you're thinking it's a free-for-all which i kind of was expecting that being in florida i'm like oh man what's this gonna i've been to some other it was about a wedding a month ago that was a free-for-all like it's it's the Wait, wild indoor wedding no it was outdoor oh, but it okay. was not many people were in mass i mean <laughs> people were dancing and on the dance floor and having a right. you know a blast um but at the dolphins game the minute from you you pull up for your parking pass and there have a sign that says masks on Soon as you park your car, you step out of the car and there's there's attendance because there aren't that many people. They have they have a, you know attendees for eighty thousand. Meanwhile, they have seventeen thousand. So that ratio kind of soon as you step out of your car, put on your mask, have a great day, and they're nice about it. And they have people monitoring it throughout. They've got you know mass police and they have the seats cordoned off where it's only season ticket holders. And you have your section and there's more than six feet. I'd say it's closer to 10 feet between you and the next person. And every other seat is tarped. So you can't say, oh. hey, you guys are over there. Come sit with us. 
the seats are tarped, only wow. your seat. So you literally can't get more than like six in a little section. And you're supposed to be family if you do that. So, it's, so it's, are you, I mean, they got it pretty dialed in. I mean, it's, are you going to Miami uh, Patriots this weekend? I am not. So they're not my season tickets. It's my ah. buddy. So I'm kind of at the mercy of, of that one. But I, I like the Dolphins in that game. Brian Flores, I think they're the more talented team. Hold, hold um, on. Wait a sec. Your buddy gave up his Chiefs Dolphins tickets? Well, he That's has an, eight. So we went oh, with him goodness. and his daughter. He got him through his business. I mean, all these business right, right. guys, you know, they yeah. have a way to write it off. Probably doesn't yeah, cost yeah. them anything. <laughs> you know, so I went with him. So I'm not going because they're his tickets. Yeah. So. I mean, I, I don't know. Just be careful. Belichick against rookie quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, Belichick off a bad loss. Right. Uh, yeah. But Flores knows, you know, McDaniels, you know, and I think I, I think Cam Newton is a little bit. Not a little bit. I think oh, he's a lot he's, of a liability. You know, he's just not yeah. that good of a quarterback this year, which is not, I don't want to sound like I'm bashing him because that's a tall ask. I mean, he only got there eight days into training camp <laughs> in a weird season. Like, I don't think it's fair to like be super harsh on Cam Newton. Who is quarterbacking the Patriots next year? That's a good question. Um, I my it's not going to be it's not Stidham. I know it's they not really Stidham, yeah. no it's that was when they were like remember they were all raving about him like yeah, hey the Cordy twins are like oh he's better almost better than Tom was you know and I'm like come on um, <laughs> I think he's probably playing on Saturdays hmm. you know I, I think you don't think they make a run at well like Carson, Carson Wentz, Wentz they're not but see, you, they usually take good contracts they don't inherit bad contracts bad, yeah, right yeah, yeah. they get guys on the cheap they don't overpay for guys. And I think Carson Wentz is going to be, you know, it's going to be almost a tough, you know, almost impossible to trade him away. So then what are your other options? Like, are you going to go the free agent? You know, you know, I don't, I don't know. So that's why I'm looking at the options that are out there and maybe they try to, I don't know, do they, they're not going to go with Cam another year. No. So I don't, maybe there's like a mid-tier no. back, maybe Tyrod Taylor, who's the oh, NFL's geez. bridge quarterback. Maybe yeah. they could bring him in to start for a game or two before they, uh, their young rookie comes in. Where is Sam Darnold quarterbacking next year? See, now the Darnold, I think, would make more sense if Darnold well, went yeah, to the Yeah, but there's no somehow. way the Jets in division. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't think so either. But like I was going to say, like that's the type of contract yeah. uh, they do. I think either Carson or Darnold should be thrilled to go to Indy. Um, yeah. You know, if it was allowed, I know that kind of those trade rumors for, I think it was Carson Wentz was the name that came up with them. But I think either any of those young quarterbacks would, would, uh, would love to go there. Even if you have to watch Phillip Rivers for a year, which who may or may not happen, then you kind of learn from him. Yeah. And then you, you know, take it a year, take a breather, which, you know, a lot of guys may not want, but I think it could be a healthy option for some of these guys been banged around and, you know, mm -hmm. confidence battered. And they're still it young. Is Jim Harbaugh coaching an NFL team next year? The latest I had seen was they kind of offered him at Michigan, you know, a reduced salary contract, mm -hmm. uh, and the buyout has been lowered. Uh, I don't know how he's responded to that yet or if he has, but is he stay at Michigan or try the NFL again? So I'm going to say he goes – Another year at Michigan. Okay. I do. So I think that the, the Ward Manual, their athletic director, did like this was floated. Somebody reported it. And then it said after the tweet, it said Ward Manual is they've had contract extension talks, but it's going to be uh, lower salary, as you mentioned. But it said heavily incentive laden, which I think is attractive. Mm -hmm. But then the next thing it said, Jim Harbaugh has up to five NFL offers on the table. And that's when I was kind of like, this guy may not be super dialed in. Do you think Jim Harbaugh has five opportunities in the NFL? I don't. See, I, don't who, I think, okay, I think so, the NFL is kind of over him. I think they were like, hey, maybe there's a team that's desperate enough that would do it. But I think a lot of the NFL, the word was kind of out. Like, this guy's tough to work with. Okay, so I could buy that. But 
Danny, think about this. Like, where are they getting that information from? The school? Or is Harbaugh floating that I've got five options? I don't know. So you know Harbaugh's his own agent. So he does all his own stuff. So he's negotiating. But so the reason I think that Harbaugh goes back, if that's true, and if it is an incentive, you know, hey, I think that kind of tugs at Harbaugh a little bit. Like, oh, yeah, I'll earn it. Like, he's a tough guy. Super, you know, macho. Like, hey, I'll do that. That's not, And he's kind of old school where he might have this old... Like, I'm going to earn it. All right, you want me to take a pay cut? Well, I'm going to earn it back. You know, like, I could see him being that. He's a super competitive, like, to a fault uh, type of person. I could see him taking on that for sure. Um, So I think he'll be back. And you got to remember, he played there. I think he he wants to leave it in a good spot. But sometimes that makes things go, just continue to go. But this idea that, like, he wants to stick around to beat Ohio State, like, Danny, that just may not happen ever. Like, I mean, come on. They were, what, 30-point underdogs before the game got canceled? Yeah. Now this year was off, you know, this year kind of went south fast for Michigan, right. but until he finds a Justin Fields uh, or a Dwayne Haskins or an offense that runs a scheme that he kind of, you know, feels comfortable yeah. with, they're not going to beat Ohio state. All right. Two more. Um, you know, I, I guess if, if pressed, do you think Pat Mahomes wins another Super Bowl this year, which would put him at MVP of the league, uh, Super Bowl and Super Bowl MVP, and then another Super Bowl in the first three years of his career as a starter. It's phenomenal. I mean, there's a, you run out of words uh, of what to say about him. I, when I saw him in person, I was really curious because, you know, you watch on TV or you watch on film, you just don't get a perspective. And he really is like a version. I think their team is a version of the Golden State Warriors. Mm. And when you saw, you know, Steph trying threes, from 40 and it just kind of like he's not even he's like yeah this is what i do like this isn't a big deal when i watch mahomes and and you've seen him do it you've seen him throw left-handed you've seen him throw behind his back you've seen him throw no look like you see him in person he's kind of constantly trying little things that normal quarterbacks don't think about and he does them very naturally uh, it was it was pretty it was fun to, and it was a bad game. He didn't play that great, but yeah. I just noticed like the arm talent, how fast it came out, and just his impro- improvisational skills were so much fun to watch. I mean, it was it was impressive. So the last question, uh, I know you have kids, I do as well. Um, I think your kids are a little older than mine, but I'm just curious for the dad life crowd. Um, how tough has it been for you during the last nine months? I know you're home, spending a lot of time with your kids, but. I'm talking about like the extracurricular stuff. Do you feel like, damn, if my kids aren't playing sports or hanging out with their friends, this is like a lost year. And I, my wife and I start to get like a little angry just about the situation, which is understandable. But we're doing our best to keep them seeing their friends every other day, outdoors, with masks, playing sports. Uh, how, how are you handling all this stuff? So, again, you have to remember where I am. So I feel so bad for because it is there are two experiences with COVID. I mean, I, I've talked to people that I worked with at Sirius that lost their uh, parents. You know, one you know oh. one guy lost his mom, and I hear this was early, and I hear these, and we're terrified, and you're like, oh my gosh, this is horrible, and then you hear more people up north who are getting it, and we in Florida we weren't hit hardly at all by any cases. Like everybody was the entire country was shut down, mm. and most of Florida was like, well, what's the big deal? And there weren't the cases weren't on the rise. So early on, everybody was scared. Everybody was at home. And we, I actually have never been a gamer. My kids weren't allowed. I got them an Xbox because I felt so bad. Like you had to do something. And we did the sports games. We did, you know, like a lot of connect stuff, uh, old school stuff to try to keep them moving dance games and try to keep moving around. But we only had that for probably two months. 
Um, you know, my kids this year were back in school. They were a week late and they've been in school that they just had their last day of the fall year. And, you know, they got to do their sports. My daughters played basketball with their wait, school. Wait, hold up, hold up. Five days a week school. Oh yeah. Yeah. Normal. Like just like last year, except they're wearing masks two- and they do temperature checks when they walk in. There were two incidents this year. Um, it from, I have three girls, two of them. My eight year old had an issue where a parent had COVID. And so they, they had like eight kids in the class go home because they had hung out with the mm. kid of the parent. And then similar situation happened with my other daughter, but my youngest, my eight year old came home. She was home for seven days and then she did zoom while they were all right. the other kids were in class. And then she went back and the other one was like a similar, like, you know, one that was five days she had to stay home. And then she went back. And other than that, it's been normal. Like they played wild. basketball. They played volleyball. Um, you know, I, I, so like I, I only understand it from the perspective and I can only imagine how much worse it gets. Cause after two months we were going stir crazy, like oh, two months. <laughs> right. And now you guys are on nine. Like that's, that's crazy. So I don't, I don't know the best thing to do. I don't know yeah. what advice to give, how to cope with it. Cause we were lucky enough to, you know, escape a lot of that. Yeah. Well, Hey, it's good to hear you guys are doing well. You know, yeah. uh, you and the, you got the daughters you're outnumbered by the women in your family, dude. That's gotta I be am. difficult. I got I the mean, dog. I got Bowden, the dog, my golden <laughs> retriever is my buddy. <laughs> All right. Danny Cannell, you, uh, former quarterback, uh, media star. Can I call you a media star? I feel like you're no. taking more, more paychecks than I am, Danny. I'm, Every I'm time I look up, you got like media a new job. hustler. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Keep up I'm the good hustling. work, Danny. And, uh, right, enjoy man. the games, man. Take it easy. You too. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Colin Coward from The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Angie's list is now Angie, the nation's largest home service marketplace. They're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie has helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big, small, indoor, outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled pros to get the job done well. Listen, I've got a couple of things in a bathroom in my house. Gotta get it fixed. I don't have time, and I'm not good at it. Angie is. With just a few taps on the app, you can have Angie tackle your home service project start to finish. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it easy to research, compare, and hire pros to ensure a job done well. With 29 years of experience combined with new digital tools to simplify the process, Angie makes completing home projects really easy. It's your one-stop shop. Angie can help you find the best price for your project by comparing quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. They get the difficulties that can come with home projects. They get it. Why not make it as simple as possible? Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com or download the app today. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. All right, it's time for the best bet here on Straight Fire. It's been a hot streak. We've won seven of eight, giving out money right in time for the holidays. I like a lot this weekend, which means it's a little bit scary. But thanks to the Chargers, no sweat, right? That was an easy cover. My gosh, Anthony Lynn, always something with that guy. Best bet now, 54 45 and 5. Um, and I'm actually going to do two college foot, three college football plays in a minute, but I'm going to start in the NFL Saturday. Six point teaser, Buffalo teasing that down from six to pick them. And I'm teasing that with the other game, Green Bay. I'm teasing them from down from eight and a half to two and a half. This feels safe. I feel like everybody's doing this square teaser. Um, I mean, it makes sense, right? Buffalo on the road. Um, they're one of the hottest teams in the league. And I just feel like Josh Allen's going to have a lot of success against that Denver secondary. Folks, this is, this is not an exaggeration. The cluster injuries have officially robbed Denver of their top five cornerbacks. They lost both starters last week to season-ending injuries. It's bad, okay? They're starting a rookie who was benched earlier this year, and they're starting a guy who I believe hasn't played in a, in a game since 2018. Uh, and they had had him on the roster earlier this year, released him, and now he's back. Like, that's how bleak it is, and you're doing that against Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley and one of the hottest quarterbacks in the league. Um, You know, I'm sure the Bills will have to make this interesting, and it won't be a blowout, but I can't see them losing this game. Uh, Famous last words, right? So Bills to win, and then Green Bay to cover two and a half. I like Teddy Bridgewater. Um, He's going to keep this interesting. DJ Moore's back from injury. Um, We've seen the Packers, for whatever reason, in big spreads at home, sort of let down that Jacksonville game very uh fortuitous for them to win that Jacksonville had chances to cover um and listen I think Green Bay could jump out to 21-3 lead that's how good this offense is it's not like the Panthers D's good they made Drew Locke 
looked like a superstar. Four touchdowns last week for Drew Locke. Um, but Carolina doesn't give up. You know, this is their thing. They go into Kansas City. They play tough. As big underdogs, they are money. Some of the numbers are absolutely staggering. Teddy Bridgewater, okay, in his career as a road underdog, 17-2 and against the spread. Panthers this season as underdogs, 7-3. and And again, that's not a predictive number, but when you look at the matchups here, Carolina is going to have success through the year. Looks like Christian McCaffrey will not play. Hey, man. <laughs> they haven't had him in a ton of other games. Um, I like the Green Bay Packers to cover two and a half. So the teaser on Saturday, Buffalo uh, to pick and Green Bay to two and a half. I have a teaser Sunday. Arizona, another favorites teaser. I'm taking them through the key number of three. They just have to win. Uh, you take that from six and a half to half a point. Arizona just has to beat Philadelphia. And again, the cluster injuries. Friday injury reports later today are going to be key. Philadelphia decimated in the secondary with injuries. And you're going up against an Arizona team. And I had to look this up to make sure it was true. The Arizona Cardinals have run the most plays this season in the NFL with four wide receivers. So you're going up against the defensive backs that are very beat up and very green. And you got rookies and undrafted guys, guys off the street against DeAndre Hopkins and Christian Kirk. And um, I, I think that Kyler Murray will have a lot of success. They just have to win that game. The run defense for Arizona scares me, but I think they win the game. And then the other one is the Colts. And I, this one scares me probably out of the four teaser games. This one scares me the most. Um, you just have to trust your numbers, guys. You do. And there's no way the Colts are seven-point favorites here when just— uh, seven and a half, sorry. There's no way that they're seven and a half when just two weeks ago this was three and a half. Uh, it just doesn't make sense. It, it, it doesn't add up. The sports books know ain't nobody going to be back in the Texans here. I'm certainly not doing it, but I will take the Colts tease down to minus one half. So there's a Saturday teaser and a Sunday teaser. One more total. I've been hot on totals. Jets Rams under 44. If you look at SoFi and all the Rams games there, Oh my gosh, every game has been low scoring and under 43 points. If you remember last week, we got kind of lucky with the Seattle Jets under because Seattle basically went to the bench in the fourth quarter. Would not shock me if the Rams went to the bench in the fourth. Remember, Rams-Seattle next week, huge with NFC West implications. Um, So I think the Rams maybe jump to a 21-3 lead, uh, 24-6, and they just put it in cruise control. Let's get Goff out of there. Let's keep Cam Akers fresh. Uh, and we know the Jets can't move the football against a really good Rams defense. Um, I'll take the under 44. Uh, not my favorite bet, but my favorite total of the week. Uh, and the two sides I like, listen, Patriots plus two in Miami. This will uh, go down. If you like that and you like what I'm about to say, you might want to grab that now. Folks, the New England Patriots are coached by a, a man named Bill Belichick. You may be kind of familiar with his work. Off a double-digit loss dating back to 2003, 19-5 against the spread. And yes, I can hear you saying, Jason, that's what Tom Brady, a quarterback. Okay, there is an element of, my gosh, I got embarrassed. I got humiliated on national television. I'm Bill friggin' Belichick. Do you know with the extra time to prepare how much he's been in the lab? Do you know who he's preparing for? A rookie quarterback. Belichick has not lost to a rookie quarterback since 2012. 25-5 in his last 30 games against rookie quarterbacks. He dominated Justin Herbert a couple weeks ago. What Belichick's going to do, because he's intimately familiar with Nick Saban, 
his buddy, I believe they jointly did a Showtime program. You can look that up on In Demand. Together, they've been friends for years. You don't think Nick and Belichick have talked a little bit about Tua's strength and weaknesses? You don't think so? I I mean, Belichick is going to throw defenses at Tua that he's never seen and compounding that. Look at the weapons Tua has. Parker's dinged up. Don't know if he's going to go. Gusecki injured. Don't know if he's going to go. Jakeem Grant, what's his status in the slot? So you're down starting receivers. You're throwing all backups? And what's the running back situation? I don't know. I'm telling you, Miami's beat up. I like Miami a lot, but I like the Patriots getting two. And my final side, uh, all my boys who listen to this in D.C., all my buddies, you're not going to like this. Give me the Seattle Seahawks favored by six. Now, this is a bit of a risk. I'm taking it at six. I bet this because I don't believe Alex Smith will play. I think they will rest Alex Smith for next week um, when it's a much more pivotal game in the division. I I don't think they have much of a chance with Dwayne Haskins. It looks like Antonio Gibson will not play their best running back. We saw them offensively really struggle to move the football without Antonio Gibson against the Steelers. Alex Smith came through with a couple nice passes. But uh, in the following game against the 49ers, like, this is just a, a Washington team that won with defense. And uh, a small correction, they have Philly at the end of the season. Uh, Washington has Carolina next week. They'll be favorites. The Ron Rivera uh, coaching against his uh, former club there. That'll be fun. But I, I'm taking Seattle minus six. I, I think they win this one fairly handily. Um, some fugaziness when you look inside the Washington defense. They, I mean, they faced... I'm just going to rattle off the quarterbacks that the Washington defense has faced and built up all these awesome numbers with, Okay. Nick Mullins, Ben Roethlisberger, they <coughs> did pretty well against him. Andy Dalton on Christmas. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, Brandon Allen. Of, oh, I'm sorry, Ryan Finley replacing Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. Uh, Matt Stafford, um, Danny Dimes, they lost. Uh, they beat up, I think it was Dalton and Gucci DiNucci, maybe, or maybe Garrett Gilbert. I, I don't remember. But bottom my bad quarterbacks. I mean, they anytime they faced a good quarterback, um, Lamar Jackson, who has not even been good, that good this year, they lose by two touchdowns. Jared Allen, they lose by 20. Baker Mayfield, they lose by 14. And Haskins, if you remember, had five turnovers against the Browns. So those are my NFL picks. Um, I know it's a lot of them. Um, but I, I'm feeling good about, the, about this card. Now, Quickly for college football, and I know we haven't given out a lot of college football numbers um, just because you don't know what games are happening. And I, and I feel like I, I don't like wasting time. Time is the most valuable resource any of us have. And I'm not going to sit here breaking down games on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Friday they cancel it. Like, th- there's no win there for me. Um, and I feel bad for all the people who were breaking down that Sun Belt Championship game that's now been canceled. Um, but they ain't canceling this one. It's happening. Northwestern. Uh, big, big underdog against Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship. Now, I it's Friday morning. I haven't seen a first-half number yet. Um, that probably will come out a little later today, but I'm taking Northwestern in the first half. That will be my bet. Uh, Ohio State's really good. They are going to win this football game. I do believe Northwestern can hang for a half. It might just be a quarter, but I think that defense could do just enough for a half if the offense could just... Hold the ball for a couple drives. Um, I'm, you know, the line's anywhere from 19, 20, 21. If I can get a plus 10 and a half first half, that's, that would feel awesome. Uh, if I can get a plus, 
13, that would be a better, but I don't think we're going to see a number that high. So I'll take plus 10.5 Northwestern uh, in the first half. And again, if that comes out as a 9, we will cancel this bet. Um, Next up, Clemson. Oh, boy, the Clemson revenge game against uh, Notre Dame is a big number, 10.5, and and I'm going to lay it with Trevor Lawrence. Uh, It looks like the public is coming in on Notre Dame here because they won the first meeting. Uh, They did face the Clemson backup quarterback who... It's probably going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the nation last year. Uh, next year, sorry. Um, Trevor Lawrence, three defenders who missed the game against Notre Dame are back. And the big key here is you're facing Trevor Lawrence and the defensive coordinator of Notre Dame. That's a tall order, right? You got to get ready. He just took the head job at Vanderbilt. Do you really think he's dialed in for the ACC championship when he's building a staff to go coach with him at Vanderbilt? And he's probably doing some recruiting? Like, I'm certain Brent Venables and the Clemson assistant coaches are locked in 100,000% on Notre Dame. I'm not saying that uh, the Notre Dame DC is not. I just There's just no way humanly possible that you're putting all your time into this game when you just got named head coach at Vanderbilt. Uh, so I'm taking Clemson in favor by 10 and a half. And the last one is um, kind of a hold your nose and just for fun because you I, I got to have money on this game. The SEC championship, we talked about it with Danny Cannell earlier. Um, Alabama, Florida, I'm taking over 74 points. Um, they're not going to hold Alabama under 45. That's for sure. I think Alabama gets probably 49 or 50. And that means that Florida just has to score like 25 points. Um, and Florida's offense can do that. They got an NFL quarterback. Um, so give me the over 74 in Alabama versus Florida. So those are three college picks. I gave out one, two, Three, four, five NFL picks. Folks, let's get some money this weekend. Everybody, have a good one. We'll talk to you Monday. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, 
fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.